trying to figure out what it's all about Existentialist, am I worth anything or just a scout? I don't know, I don't know, I don't know Spending time all alone, sending my songs to the phone Dreaming of a better home, wing while I'm trying to hone This craft, witchcraft, I hope the brujas let this last That was a great sounds of Watts with Outside on WNHHLP 103.5 FM New Haven. Myself, Prestige, with my partner in crime, Long Island Raised, Elm City Made, E-Z Blues. He's in the building. Easy Blues, you're better with introductions more than me. Who do we have with us today on Behind the Branch? One of the most incredible things about culture, period, is how secular things can become. When we start off telling a story or playing the most incredible game we all knew as Clue, we were sitting upon this particular formula. We needed to know who done it and why. And from there, it went from a board game to TV shows to movies. And now we're fully, truly going back almost to the radio day aspect and telling these stories again through podcasts. It has exploded so much. Now they're making TV shows about people that do these type of podcasts. And it's those true crime podcasts that really dig us in. And you know us here at this weird show, we want that extra special angle. Now imagine having a podcast by two people who actually did news reporting on the story itself. It's no longer that stranger in that basement with the weird murder board. These are people who actually did the work. Unbelievable. So today we have with us, I want you to put your hands together. Not if you're driving, please keep your hands at 10 and 2 because we don't need any accidents. But mentally, put your hands together for, I will also say this, my amazing cousin, Mallory Wilson and her partner in crime. I'm going to butcher your last name because I forgot to ask before got we started. It, got it. But Megan Delucine. Close, yes. Delucine, yes. Delucine. <laughs> All right. From Buried Bylines. Welcome and Benvenue. Thank you so much. We're excited. <laughs> Happy to be here. Appreciate it. <laughs> now, what was it like to go from, you know, actually working on the news story aspects and like, hey, we should totally like hit a podcast and we should we should really give our opinions on this. What 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 sparked that? Go Meg. Okay. So, we kind of bonded over being weird, so this is the perfect show to be on. Um we worked the graveyard shift in the newsroom, so like 10 p.m. to 6 a.m. roughly. So, that was rough, but um, we also found that we really like true crime and we listened to the same kind of podcasts. And we were like, what if we just started our own podcast? What if we did that? And we said that for like five years and then we finally did it. <laughs> I think <laughs> when we were still working at the station, we felt like we were kind of being held back by our jobs. We didn't want to do or say anything that would get us in trouble or compromise <laughs> our positions. And so last year when we both left news, we were like, the talks of like, what if we start a podcast actually was like, okay, we're going to start a podcast. <laughs> we're yeah. going to do it. I think and I came up with the name at a Mexican restaurant over margaritas. Yeah. 
like most <laughs> conversations we have. Um, but yeah, we just like really, I we talked about it for a really long time, and then Megan just like started. She was like, "I just made a logo," and I was like, "Oh, okay, it's real. Like we're gonna do it." And and then started. hey, here's an Instagram. Hey, we have a Twitter just in case <laughs> we want to start it. <laughs> Yeah, and now we're off the ground. We've released seven episodes, so one today, just, <laughs> one today. Yeah, we're just keeping our keeping on our schedule and and doing the research, and we trade off on editing. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, I, I mean, that's one of the most incredible aspects of it, where you can obviously tell this came from a friendship, and for the, those that have listened to the show. You can tell that because there's this this amazing chemistry between the two of you guys that does. Sorry, but you can't buy that. You know, you actually you have to like you guys went through an extremely similar experience doing the horribleness of a graveyard shift. No one wants to do the graveyard shift and no one really wants to be researching anything at two or three o'clock in the morning unless you're super hyper focused. And and I think they have medication for that, but it's okay. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and that's fine. They tell me that they tell me these things. I mean. It is what it is. Um, but, you know, so here you are, you have this incredible friendship and, and everything blossoms through. Um, how, you know, like myself and Prestige, it, it just seems in that natural aspect of it. But how is it navigating, you know, the actual workload behind doing these podcasts? Because a lot of people are probably playing the home game right now. Um, and they're like, oh, podcast, it's great. We just plug in a microphone and we just talk about things and that's what a podcast is uh but there's real work uh that goes into it and there's the different editing steps we've had a couple of um incredible actual uh editors come through here and start to talk about that process a little bit but i'd love to hear it from your guys point of view and how you truly divide up that work while maintaining a friendship because some friends can work (laughs) together and some friends should never, ever, ever, ever do business. Right. Together. Yeah. Well, I think that we are lucky because we have a lot of experience in this field. So we went to school. We we were taught. We took classes on how to edit audio, how to edit video. And we've had that um, those tool sets like in our back pocket. Um we had to use a little bit of muscle memory when we first started to get those back into working. A lot but of Googling. A lot, a lot of, Googling. of Googling. How to do this. <laughs> YouTube videos. But we we use a software that helps streamline a lot of the process. So Spotify actually has its own software where you can launch your own podcast. You can edit and record everything in there if you want to. Um, It makes it very easy to get your podcast on different platforms and it's free. So it's, it's a really great tool. Um, But we split all of the work. So if, if I'm reporting on a case that week, Megan edits the episode. If she's reporting, I edit, vice versa. Um, we both post on social media to try to promote our brand. We both make graphics. We are very 50-50 on the work. And if we can't be 50-50, we just communicate with each other and someone will pick up the slack. But um, I think we're doing a pretty good job. What do you I think? I think so. I think so. Yeah. And very early on, we, 
we talked about, hey, we're going to do the, we're going to separate the work equally. And if you need help one week, just let me know and I can cover it. It's just all about communication, all about honesty. If you don't think you can edit an episode, just let me know. And then I'll jump on that or I'll edit the first part and you can edit the last part. So it's a lot of teamwork, a lot of communication, but yeah, it's fun so far. <laughs> That's what matters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, one of the reasons why I'm so glad we do these live shows, there's nothing to edit. Um, uh-huh. and, I, I <laughs> have no idea what I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> All of that would fall solely on on on, on prestige, and <laughs> and I'd feel bad. <laughs> so that's awesome. Now, you guys were dead focused on starting off as a true crime podcast, or were there other ideas like, oh, we should I don't know review Marvel movies, or I don't know. No. <laughs> so, so podcast go through. Nope, it's always no. been true crime. <laughs> yeah, we like really started bonding over podcasts um, that we listened to and documentaries. And especially like during the pandemic, we would watch like documentaries together and like talk about it or we'd like Zoom and talk about stuff. Um, And we're very much into like crime TV shows like Criminal Minds and stuff like that. So we that's kind of where our like friendship started was from mm-hmm. this bond and then you know we just trauma bonded from working yeah yeah news we, <laughs> we, <laughs> we forged a friendship in the newsroom where you know we kind of leaned on each other and we became probably the closest friends that have come out of the newsroom and i think so yeah <laughs> so when we left it was just kind of like okay now that we have gotten past the like leaving the news and starting a new job and a new career um we're still interested in true crime we still talk about it all the time Mm -hmm. like let's actually move forward and do this podcast and it's helped us like stay connected also because we don't see each other every day like we used to at work so we get together like either over Zoom or we'll get dinner and talk about the cases we want to cover. Um, we started bringing guests onto our show, which has been super fun. It's so fun. Very insightful. So we are like planning guests and um, cases to cover with those guests, um, which is really exciting. Yeah. And it's just the thing about true crime, why I think it's exploded so much. And it's actually always been there, but it's just so interesting to look into the minds of these people and be like, how, like, how could I get there? Is there any way that I could do these things that this person does? I don't think so. And you're just like, why does that happen? And it's interesting to pick apart the brains of the people. And then a very important part of true crime is the victim stories too. So mm-hmm. those are always very important to tell. We try to highlight those. Um, and I think one of the biggest reasons we started this podcast is to kind of use our experience in the newsroom to help families of loved ones who are missing or murdered, keep their stories alive in the media. We know what the media likes. We know the elements of a story that the media will pick up on. So yeah, I think I think our experience is unique for sure, um, coming from news and into the podcast world, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. And 
honestly, that that was really the the hook line that I was like, oh my goodness, now I totally have to get y'all on the show. <laughs> it had li very little to do with 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 nepotism, and had a whole <laughs> lot to do with you know how incredible I think your idea is, and how much I think this story needs to be told, because you know. You can never reinvent the wheel and, and, you know, being a musician and all that, you know, Frank Zappa said it the best, all original music's already been done by people mm -hmm. with powdered wigs, just have fun, um, you know, so, and that's kind of like how you guys are riffing because these are stories that, ha you know, have been told, have been interweaven in, in our culture for years upon years, you know, mm -hmm. but whether it be the, the Unsolved Mysteries show that, that, that used to air all the time or, you know, uh, as you guys said, Criminal Minds, which is is so massive, massively addicting, um, or I think they even had like a, a stalker show at one point, mm -hmm. uh, which was which was was terrifying. The first episode, like the dude was like living in a in the the walls, uh, oh, and then gosh. That, yeah, and then that next ne next night they were squirrels in my wall. Um, oh, good. And, so you're I, like, there's yeah. a person in my house. Uh -huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was it was dope. Uh, so cool, so cool. Um, so I, I love I love that fact um, and the fact that you guys really have put the research through and know what is supposed to be looked for because there's a lot of we'll say the amateurs but a lot of you know true crime podcasters that are literally pulling strings from anywhere because uh, yeah. they don't know what people are looking for through an investigation they're just you know throwing the spaghetti at the wall and seeing what's going to stick. You guys have a direct line of logic on how things are gonna flow. You also have a, the perspective of what, you know, at the time the news people were covering and you can kind of have a little bit more of an understanding on how the police are running an investigation. Um, all of these tools you guys use on the show, which everyone should totally, totally make sure that they, they follow and download and then listen to it and then listen to it again and share with 10 friends. That's how this yes. goes. You share with 10 friends, they <laughs> share with job, 10 guys. friends. Yes. <laughs> So you 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 have you have been tasked. Yes. Um, <laughs> now, what's the next step though? Like, are we going to get super corporatized? Uh, you know, are there going to be like shirts? And are there going to be like are there hats coming? Uh, coffee mugs? You know, I maybe notepads. I'm just saying notepads. I like that idea. I um I don't think we're. I think we're a little too humble right now to be thinking <laughs> about merch. We're only seven episodes into our podcast, but we have definitely thought about like down the road if we would make merch. I think one of the things that we'd probably put on a t-shirt that I feel like we've said every single episode is um, if you don't laugh, you cry. Yeah. Because, <laughs> because That's a new motto. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes when we're talking about these cases, like, there are some things that are so incredible that happen that I just can't help but like laugh. I'm like, this person is crazy. How, mm -hmm. how did this happen? And we'll like make jokes and laugh about it. And it's not because we don't care or, mm -hmm. you know, we have a lack of empathy. It's just, we can't, we've built this like, <laughs> like system in us where we are so used to hearing and writing and talking about these crime stories that if you don't laugh about it or find a way to laugh mm -hmm. you're just gonna be sad and cry all the time yeah you find yourself getting too deep and then that's when it's time to jump out with a joke because you can't 
you can't yeah. just sit in the negative and there's a ton of that now but that's why i think towards the end of the podcast we always try to discuss why did this story blow up specifically and kind mm-hmm. of pick that apart and i think that's really interesting to look at and again it helps families of victims of crime like kind of figure out okay what can i do to get the media's attention um keep this in the news we talk about there's actually times of the year that mm. stories could be more likely to get picked up like any day after a holiday there's no news at all so if no. you ever need to have something get out there do it the day after christmas that's yeah. why you see so many stories that have become like whole classic or like those true crime cases that everybody knows if you take a look at it like like scott peterson john mm-hmm. benet ramsey both of those cases happen in the window of Christmas. Yeah, and Christmas and New Year's, right? Yeah, so that's like a comes, void of news because everybody's yes. off and mm-hmm. it's like just three people in the newsroom that are like, we need news. We need something to talk about. <laughs> and so they'll have something that like, you know, a, a missing woman like Lacey Peterson, like so many people go missing all the time. Mm-hmm. But when there's no news and all you have to focus on is this one story and you put all your efforts on it for three days straight and then every media person is there and then it's like a a media by trial of Scott Peterson before he's mm-hmm. even, you yeah. know, and listen, I've listened to a lot of podcasts and I'm still not convinced. Don't die on this hill, girl. I am not convinced. <laughs> that he killed Lacey. I think he was a bad person. I think he was a bad husband, but I am not convinced that he killed her. I allegedly and respectfully disagree with you. <laughs> well, I am convinced that we are on WNHH 103.5 FM, New Haven, myself, Easy Blues, my brother from another mother, Prestige. We are here with Mallory and Megan talking about True Crime Podcasts, and we just got a ch- sample of what the fire is like on the show and how you can actually respectfully disagree and it's a beautiful thing to to watch and move forward with absolutely love that and fantastic as you move and you you continue to grow do you purposely look for those type of stories where you can both sit on a different side of it or is this just kind of stuff that the story itself is interesting or, or you can actually look at it and like, hey, definitely not enough coverage for this story happened. I'm going to shine some light on it. Are any of those steps or all of them the way you guys select your, uh, your stuff? Yeah, I think right now we're trying to stay true to the core of the podcast, which is talking about stories that have either massively blown up and examining mm-hmm. why they've catapulted and really focusing in on cases that have not gotten a lot of coverage at all. So sometimes we will cover a case like in our second episode, Megan did a really good job of talking about the Gabby Petito case, which became so insane um, nationwide. Everyone it felt like was paying attention to that case where it at least heard about Gabby Petito. And um, in the same breath, like in that episode, she talks about an indigenous woman in North Dakota who was murdered and found in a river. And her case is absolutely 
insane. It's literally the plot of a TV show episode that we were talking about. And um, I had never heard of it. And so just being able to spotlight those cases that are are just as crazy. They have just as many details and, and buzzwords to blow up, but they mm-hmm. don't for whatever mm-hmm. reason. And so we try to look at those cases and each factors and what would make it so that this case didn't get as much attention. Yeah, and we really like the like the personal aspect of cases at the end of our episode a lot of times we call out for what was something that happened in your hometown or a crime that you remember that you're like how did this not blow up and then we will Mm -hmm. look into it and tell you why because I think that's just really interesting it could have a case could have the exact same elements but one Mm -hmm. blows up and one doesn't and it's it's very interesting to look at why that is well, and, and that's also what's super interesting because that really flows throughout all of art. Now, I look at anything, again, I'm weird. I look at anything that anyone does from a creative aspect of it, and it be art, whether it be the way you get dressed in the morning or, you know, anything can be that, that type of artist aspect of it. But when you start to really break down, like, you can have two songs that sound exactly, well, not exactly like, because then people aren't getting paid correctly, but, you know, fall in that same type of vibe. Um and one song will blow up like crazy and one won't. Now, when you're looking at that industry and dealing more with the pop aspect of it, you look at what is more marketable. Is that something that you all have to look at in the news industry aspect as well? Like, I kind of want to dive a little deep in here and uh, maybe get us, uh, us all in a little bit of trouble. But, uh, hey, you know, we can't, it, we can't get in trouble anymore. We don't, that's true. we don't report to any entity except ourselves so that's uh, it. they, it's great okay so let's let, <laughs> go there any aspect of news that you would like to talk about yes oh, but there we're is, going. <laughs> yeah i will say there is marketability in certain crimes we don't like to talk about that but it is your <laughs> not favorite but the public's favorite victim is like a white pretty woman right those are the stories that get the most traction when there are thousands of other stories exactly like it with people of minorities people that are um different genders things like that so it is kind of when you work in news you have to kind of pick out some of the elements you think the public is going to latch on to so we always talk about uh audio if there's audio good sound if you have a really good interview with somebody who's going crazy you're going to pick that sound bite or visual things. So if there's really good video or there's pictures that you have that you can latch onto, um, people are more likely to air those types of stories than a story that's maybe just a press release about a missing person, which is unfortunate, but it's it's real. Um, and that's kind of some of the things we talk about whenever we cover cases that were like, how did this not blow up or why did this blow up? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that is very real and honestly thank you for for your your candor um and also your respectful candor that was great you you you, you pull you didn't slightly pull the punches but it was just right it was the perfect thing to say just at that a moment jab. just a yeah one. so high five um yeah word and and it, it's it's really very very interesting when we always try to look at it, the whole of the aspect you know the whole of the community which is going to consume this and you hope for it to be in a global level um, runs very different metrics than say a particular town or you know and all those type of things and and no matter what in any type of art it is subjective 
So someone's going to get it, someone's not going to get it, and that's just the way things go. So in no way are we pouring salt in anyone else's hustle. We're just getting behind the story just a little bit. Just and we appreciate bit. that, just a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> now, going from working for the corporate entities to now being upon yourself and on your own, which one do you like better? I definitely like being able to say whatever I want on my podcast. <laughs> I like not having to have a filter, but I do think that there are some core things in us as journalists that we're not going to let go of. We yes. still want to have integrity in our reporting. So even if we are not reporting you know, we don't have anyone looking over us. We're checking ourselves. I'm checking Megan. She's checking me. But we want to make sure that everything that we're putting out there is accurate. We're not, we're still not trying to speculate. We um, are only reporting facts and things that we can tangibly bring forth. Um, we talk a little bit about like, you know, oh, I looked and I saw this on social media or someone said this on Reddit, but we're not giving any cadence to it. We mm -hmm. are just saying, you know, we, we've seen this, we've heard people talk about this. As of right now, there are no facts to back that up. But um, I think that we both, that's really important to us. Mm -hmm. um, I don't mind listening to people on podcasts talk about what they think and have their own opinions. I mean, we give our own opinions sometimes too, but we really try to tell the stories of the victims through facts, what we can find in news reports, in um, police reports, anything that is tangible. I mean, this week I reached out to a police officer in my She hometown. called the police department, you guys. <laughs> Yes, she did. Love it. I needed to know. I needed to know some things. And I got answers. But <laughs> um, but I mean, I I think that those core things like we're never going to let go of. We might right. as we grow, we might feel more comfortable giving our opinions, but they're always gonna be based in fact. Yeah, and we make it very clear when we are saying an opinion that it is an opinion. My favorite mm. word on the podcast is allegedly. Yes. <laughs> so yes. Um, allegedly, I say my opinions <laughs> on the podcast. Um, <laughs> but, um, but again, yeah, credible sources. We need to make sure that if we if we read one fact in one source, there needs to be at least another source that says it. And if not, we'd be like, okay, I only saw this in one place, so take it with a grain of salt, but here's what they said. So just making sure that we're looking at sources that are credible. We try to look at the local sources as much as we can. Um, and Mallory even got us a subscription to look at old news archives. So I know, that'll be I was fun. gonna say, that is part of the uphill battle that we're facing is when you we're trying to focus on cases that don't have a lot of coverage. Mm -hmm. So finding like information about <laughs> them can, can be right. kind of hard. So we now are tapped into a newspaper database where we can look at archives and read old newspapers because we've even run into some stories that we've covered from like the 70s that mm -hmm. there's no there's no archive of news on television websites or um there's no old reports that we can watch so 
it's hard to tell too like I'm sure there was TV coverage of this, but we don't know. We can't yep. find it. There's no archives of it. So, um, I mean, I wish I could watch it. I, I live, know. I live to watch TV like <laughs> news clips. And then they talked so <laughs> weird back then. I don't know why they had to talk like that. Like the newscast has the old like TV reporter voice, mm-hmm. Walter Cronkite. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And, and 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 also when you watch it, the color palette, it seems so muted. I know. Uh, especially like with the grays and the blue. You're just like, this is surreal because this is not what people actually look like. I don't This is from 1879. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> you know, it, it's it's incredible. Now, you know, as a creative, um, I also look at things and and we all have what I like to call our 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 great white whale. You know, the one that got away, that song you always wanted to write. What's the story for both of you? That is the one that haunts you guys and you really want to flesh into. Are we both going to Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm t- tough questions. I think so. I was going to say, I think that we have the same answer. And the same answer is because we spent years covering this case at work and it has blown up um and we did our first episode about it it's um the delphi murders in Mm -hmm. india um and i mean we have followed we both have followed that in our career um over the years and so the i've written so many scripts Mm -hmm. i've followed so many leads on reddit page there's so many like things to spiral about this Mm -hmm. case um and it's actually been really hard like I I covered the Delphi case in our first episode and it's like an hour just to talk Mm -hmm. about it and there were so many things that I had to be like I left information out because there are so many things in the last five years that have happened that I'm like I can't talk about every single small thing right and it's also hard to separate things that I've like I've heard off the record because Mm -hmm. there's been so much like chatter or you know we've had friends that have been on scene talking to police officers that have told them like off the record they're this that and the other so um I think that is like my most I I need answers I do too yeah and the fact that we have so much information, but so little at the same time is infuriating. And um, this this broke when we were news babies. So like, mm-hmm. I think Mallory was still in college. I was working the assignment desk. And I remember the call coming in saying, hey, there's two girls missing. We just need to keep an eye on it. And then we called and they were like, no, they're probably just at a friend's house or whatever. So we're going to pick up the search in the morning. And then they were found. And Mm. it's just crazy to be there in real time when it's happening. And I think that's why our guest episodes are so, I think they're going to be so good. Like the first one we did is great um, because we're talking to former journalists who covered this case or whatever case we're talking Mm -hmm. about in real time. And they can explain, this is how I felt. This is Mm -hmm. the reaction in the newsroom. It's just really interesting. And it's a piece of the news that the public really doesn't get. So right. I think giving a little insight to what makes journalists tick is a little mm-hmm. is interesting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, 
I would say the Delphi case for sure because I just need to know all the answers. Yeah. You know all you know, those TV shows where they like show what it's like in the newsroom or like when mm-hmm. when news breaks and everyone goes crazy. Um that's real. Yep. That is so <laughs> real. And that is like I'm convinced that that is like a high that a mm-hmm. lot of journalists get and it keeps them in the game for so long yep. because they live for that like high of breaking news and mm-hmm. Um, it, it can be super crazy and super stressful, but one of the great things about TV that I always liked is the instant gratification of Mm -hmm. putting something on TV and seeing it as it's happening. In 15 seconds, we have to write a script about a breaking news story and you're like, and then you're telling the anchor, read this real quick. I know you didn't read it yet, but just read it. Trust me. Trust me. Yeah. (laughs) There is a lot of trust in the newsroom for sure between producers and talent. So Yeah. (laughs) No, that's that is absolutely incredible, and it is a glorious thing. And and I love how you guys are, are are now talking with the journalists also. And you know, you can go back through time, and and these past couple of years have been very. You understand you're living in moments of history. You're understanding how how you know history is being changed at this very moment, and us as people can feel a certain way about it. But y'all are literally helping write what history is going to be. Yeah. Um, so it is, it is that, that thing where now you can put that human connection to what y'all are going through, you know, as the tellers of the story. Yes. Yeah. You know, yeah, for sure. so there's a whole other beautiful story into that, that we don't, you know, get to come into, you know, cause that's been a very small little, I don't want to use the fraternity line, but I guess yeah. I kind of have to. It's lame. I don't want to say it. It's like you a know. club. It's like a new yeah, club. We'll say it, we'll, it's like a club. We'll say it's like a club. <laughs> Yeah, I think Pat, he was our first guest, and he, at the end of the episode, was like, well, this was kind of like, helped me cope with this story a little bit, like talking about it and getting it out. So it's kind of therapeutic in a way for uh, the trauma bonding that happens when you're in a newsroom. So um, just talking about it and then bringing Mm -hmm. things to light, I think, is a good way to cope for journalists, for sure. Yeah, I think it's been really fun talking about um our experience like throughout each episode like there are little nuggets of producing that come out that we kind of have to talk about and I think that is what people are interested in a lot of people don't know what news producers actually do um and not (laughs) not to put like anchors on blast or anything but news producers write every single word that a news anchor says and whether they go in and read their scripts and edit them that's that's on them that's person (laughs) by person it'll be different with each anchor you encounter but um we do all of the work like we pick the stories we write the stories we pick the video we are writing all of the graphics that are on the screen so like when we the are shots writing, of the camera yeah like we're, we're like writing, we want this to be a two shot we want this to be a one shot yeah we we're planning everything and when we're writing these scripts like 
we have all it's just all of this information and we are forced to know all of this stuff like we have to know about local crime we have to know about national crime we have to know about politics we have to know about what's trending entertainment story like everything weather is there mm-hmm. going to be like a hurricane is there going to be tornado watches and we have to even though we have meteorologists we have to know about that stuff too mm-hmm. so um it's a tough job for sure yeah it's a tough job at wnhhlp 103.5 fm new haven myself prestige and my partner in crime long island rays elm city made ladies hope i didn't lose your train of thought go right ahead no it's all right i was just gonna say do you either of you watch spongebob i do yes okay do you know the episode where he's it's a bunch of little spongebobs in his brain running around and things are on fire and they have files that's what our brains are like in the newsroom yeah every day every day (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and, no. and and the sick twisted part of my mind is like that sounds fun no. um <laughs> it can be. i mean it can, it can be it's there fun after you're done yeah i think that megan and i definitely cultivated a culture for ourselves of mm-hmm. helping each other mm-hmm. i think that when you come into like a shift like the morning shift it can kind of feel like every man for themselves and you Mm -hmm. have to you have to do everything by yourself and and I was like that's dumb why are we not helping each other why are we not helping each other we have so many resources there are eight producers in this Mm -hmm. room why are we not helping each other right we started like we would send each other scripts. I'd be like, I wrote this script if you want to use it. I'm like, bless, I'm behind. Thanks. Yoink <laughs> <laughs> it right out of there. <laughs> and so like having that, I think building that relationship also helped us with the podcast because mm-hmm. I had grown over the years, like sending each other stories. And we had already gotten on that basis of like, okay, I'm reading this. I know all of this is true. I can trust you. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. if I can't, and if there's something wrong, like I feel comfortable enough to be like, Hey girl, you got to change that because the people of Indiana can't know that you messed up. That's true. But <laughs> there is, this happened literally yesterday or no, two days ago when I sent you the edited episode, you were like, girl, it was 2005. And you said they didn't have cell phones. Do you want to edit that out? I was like, no, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> I, edit, I edited it out. Don't worry. <laughs> I'm a good friend. I don't well, want I just to outed do myself <laughs> <laughs> on live radio <laughs> I that's, didn't right. that's right it's also on spotify and, and on apple and 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 on uh the audible but that's that's the beauty of this and that is the most incredible part about what you guys do is this chemistry really does flow together and it works so so well um now as you guys do evolve and you know i'm always a think 900 billion steps in the future so are there going to be like spin-offs are you guys going to move into different types of stories are you guys i don't know going to rock the asmr uh world like what's no. the next evolution no. i'm just asking there's no. money there the amount I'm of, a big fan sounds of money. We have to edit out of these episodes <laughs> I, I guess we could post those. Yeah, make that a compilation. No, Ugh. Listen, Ugh. I don't know what it is, but I when I'm scrolling on TikTok and ASMR videos come up, I get 
enraged. It's I'm like uncomfortable. I don't like it. It makes me mm-hmm. feel weird. I'm like scrolling as fast as I can. Um, <laughs> so I can confidently say no to ASMR. Yeah. But yeah. I think that right now we're trying to provide like a variety of cases just because it's really easy to fall into um murder 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 Mm -hmm. and so we've tried I mean we've done we definitely have done our our fair share of murder cases but I mean a couple weeks ago we did a a case about a cult we have done um which I love cults I would love to do like a spin don't say it like that well I love stories about cults you're interested in cults I I definitely am interested I heart cults you're a good friend. You are such a good friend. I tell you that. Well, I've been in one, so we could talk. It's fine. <laughs> oh my god, can we have you on our podcast? I, I mean, sure. I, they weren't a good cult. They were just. It was like a martial. They're arts all school. bad cults. No, they're, cults they're, yeah. They, 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 and the only reason why I didn't really like participate is because they wouldn't let me actually fight them. I had to like go upon like I was like, but I can actually destroy y'all. Um, can we just can we just get violent and it'd be more fun? And they're like, no, you have to wait your turn. I was like, this is nonsense. That's I'm out of here. <laughs> that's, that's the thing about cults too that we talked about is like, there anybody could fall into the right cult. Mm-hmm. Like nobody could like. I feel like there are definitely things that I. I would follow, I'd be like, I'm super interested in this thing, or I am a big fan of, of something. And then it like spirals. And then all of a sudden I'm like, oh my God, am I in a cult? Am I in a cult? (laughs) (laughs) Is this a cult? And And um, like, no, just Lululemon. It's fine. uh, No, no, no. (laughs) Don't fall for it. I think cleaning talk is a cult and I'm in there somehow. Clean talk. I don't know. Clean talk. Yes. And I'm like, wow, I could probably do this. Yeah. <laughs> TikTok in and of itself is probably like a cult thought. Yeah. Oh. I would say so. It's taken over right. our brains anyway. Yeah. But you want to know something with, with, with the TikTok people? I, I have to say, like, I, I jumped on there and, and I just, I'm able to be my weird self and it's fine. But like, the people that follow you really like follow you. Like we 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 released a single um only through Bandcamp and this this lady that's followed me and, and has been following me for a while like pe- paid ten dollars for it. Oh, I was like, say, say what? What a <laughs> like, sweetheart. Yeah, like I was like, it's a song. Like you could just listen to it. Like yeah. I, it's it's free. Um, you know, so, so, it's, so like, nice. You don't even own it. You know, you, you can't touch it. It's just a, it's just a wave. It's an NFT. Um, yeah. <laughs> So, I mean, yeah. Did you have a question? Yeah, I, did. I, question? I, mean, I mean, I did. I just want to interrupt you guys. But um, okay. have there ever been any topics you're like, okay, this is too much? Um, A lot of people are asking for, like, the big ones. Like, I think people have asked for, like, John Binet. Um, what was another one? I, I feel like it was recently somebody asked for something big. Um, Someone asked remember. for for lauren spear yeah and we were gonna try to bring a guest on for that yes and like there are some cases where like if they've blown up a lot there's just a ton of research that you'd have to do so that would definitely be something that we'd have to plan for in advance um 
and we try to keep the big ones or at least like I would like to do like the John Bonet and the Lauren Spear as like a milestone episode we're almost at 10 so (laughs) that's a milestone for me when it comes to topics or like details there's nothing off the table for me um I feel like I've I mean (laughs) not some not to be super dark, but I've yeah. literally seen like body bags in person of mm-hmm. of people um, on news, like live shots and yep. stuff. Um, and I've read graphic details mm-hmm. in police reports. I've watched TV shows that are pretty graphic. So nothing is like off the table for me. But I do think like, I mean, even Megan, a couple of weeks ago when you did that cult episode, there were some details that it was bad. I was like, I'm yeah, not saying this. You didn't want to get into. If you want to look into it, you can. But like, that's another part of journalism where you need to publish things that are important and contextual, but you shouldn't do it for shock value. Mm-hmm. So I think that's important too. Just like if there's anything super gruesome, like if you're interested in it, you can find it. I'm not going to tell it to you um because I read it once and I don't want to ever think of it ever again so yeah but I think I think no crime is off limits (laughs) to be honest I I I love actually how you kind of mentioned that and and you know obviously things are starting to 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 wind in the going to be closing the show soon but how do you got what do you guys do to purge that negativity that that sits on you from each story and stuff like that what's a healthy way or sometimes maybe an unhealthy way that you guys are you know moving and shaking to repair your soul as you're taking on all this extra um baggage well I feel like it's a lot easier now I don't know about you Megan I think it was really hard when I was like going to work every single day writing about crime in my neighborhood crime happening nationwide and then mm-hmm. coming home and like listening to a true crime podcast or watching a true crime documentary. Yep. Mm-hmm. Then it felt like an overload and mm-hmm. it was just like, I can't do this. Um, I had to like limit myself to like one podcast a week or something that I was super interested in. But now that I am not covering like daily shooting yeah you're not surrounded by it yeah it's like even easy go ahead no I was just gonna say it's (laughs) a lot easier for me now to to be focused on like my one thing that I'm doing my one episode Mm -hmm. doing the research it's it's a lot easier than before yeah and when you're a journalist I think a lot of people don't realize this but you're never really off the clock news Mm -hmm. happens at all hours of the day so like I know Mallory and I we'd go to bed at 6 a.m. wake up at 4 p.m. and then have to check our emails about what happened Mm -hmm. during the day so that we could put it into our newscast that following night. So you're constantly checking up on the tragedies of the world, the crimes, things like that. So it's it's just a lot. But I think this podcast is helping us kind of get some of that out too. And Mm -hmm. just being able to talk about it with somebody who understands Um, Because as much as we tell like our family, like, oh, this is the day I had today and I'm really bummed out, they don't really get it because they can turn the news on and off. And when you're working in it, you're just surrounded by it. So it is a lot easier now that we're both out. Um, Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You were talking earlier about um, all of those things. You're like, there's been so much like 
history that's happened and all this stuff. And I think by the time that Megan and I left, like we had such a unique time that we worked in news. We, mm-hmm. we both graduated from college in 2017. And so mm-hmm. um, we like I started my news career right as the Trump presidency was starting. Right. Really um, changed not to be political at all. It's just a fact it changed how newsrooms and journalists were treated and looked at right. mm-hmm. um there was a shift in respect to journalists mm-hmm. and it made our jobs a lot harder and so um i think that just starting that being the precedent of like how yep. our mm-hmm. careers started right. and then going over the next like five years of mm-hmm. Um, all of that, and then like a global pandemic. Yeah, and- COVID was like right. hi. Yeah, <laughs> we had well, we had the pandemic. As, as COVID said hi and, and told everyone to stop in 2020, the time clock is telling us hi, and it's time to stop here on behind the brand. We just wanted to give you guys. Uh, see, it was a great transition, right? Totally Good take job. that. <laughs> Thank you. Um, but we want to give you guys just uh, the last couple of seconds of the show to tell people how they can get in touch with you, how they can uh, watch, listen to the show, how they can share it all with their friends. Please, the floor is yours. Love you guys so much for being on. Valerie, you're better at it. Go ahead. Okay. All right. Thank you. Thank you so much. So we are Buried Bylines Podcast. You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple, um, anywhere you get your podcasts. We have an Instagram. We have a Twitter. Both of those are Buried Bylines Pod. Um, and you can send us emails at buriedbylines at yahoo.com if you want us to look into a certain case, a hometown case, um, anything you're looking to get answers on we are all ears we're always looking for cases um we're looking for journalists to come on and talk about cases that they've covered so feel free to reach out to us on social media or via email um we are so thankful for your time and to be featured on your show yeah thanks for having us we had so much fun thank you thank you thank you it was fun (laughs) On WNHHLP 103.5 F in New Haven, myself, Prestige, and my partner in crime, Long Island Rays, Elm City Made EZ Blues. Appreciate you, ladies. Thank you so much. Thank you. Am I worth anything or just a scout? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Spending time all alone, sending my songs through the phone. Dreaming of a better home, we while focused on trying to hone this craft, witchcraft. I hope the blue hearts let this light.